you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Here we go. The road to Super Bowl 58 continues this weekend. It's the divisional playoffs presented by Intuit TurboTax. Starts Texans-Ravens. C.J. Stroud, Lamar Jackson, that Ravens defense. Look out for a rookie quarterback Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Packers head to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers, 8.15. Young team versus an electric team. That's going to be awesome Saturday night. Sunday at 3. The Bucks head to the Motor City to take on the Detroit Lions. Lions playing the divisional round for just the fourth time in the Super Bowl era. First time since 91. And then 6.30, Chiefs go on the road. Yes, you heard that right. They are headed to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Visit NFL.com slash schedule for ways to watch. Hey, this is Good Morning Football, presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Live here in New York City, though, we're going to keep it centered. It's Wednesday in the middle of January. I'm Jamie Erdahl. There's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, and... Jason McCordy Kyle mm-hmm. going to Buffalo this weekend? I am not going to Buffalo okay. this weekend. I will not be there. Uh, my lovely wife is going to be out of town, so I'm going to be with the kids. Uh, we're going to be on the couch. We're going to watch TV. It's going to be, I'm going to let the hair down. Long weekend, baby. That's it. Uh, it'll be a good one, though. I'm looking forward to the game. That is, of course, the fourth of four games this sure. weekend. The Chiefs at the Bills, which is still unusual to say, isn't it, Peter? How about Tampa Bay at Detroit? You might think, well, that's a weird pairing. Remember, these teams were division rivals for many, many years before realignment. There is lots of history between the Buccaneers and Lions. Not as reported and as celebrated as maybe Niners Packers, but I'll tell you, I'm here for all of the matchups. Mm. All of them. Let's get these divi- let's get these divisionals. Let's get the guys that had the bye week. Let's get them in here. Let's see what they got. Well-rested, let's go. Those are a handful of teams that are still playing. The ones that are not have made some coaching changes. Ian Rappaport joining us now, our NFL Network insider. Ian, there must be a latest update on the coaching world this morning. I feel like you could just blind pick anybody, and there's a status update to make. So let's go with... The Pittsburgh Steelers, whose update is nothing is expected to change, which if you're in the coaching world and that's your update, this is very good news, especially for the Steelers and especially for Steelers fans who like to be over 500 and like to make the playoffs basically every year. Mike Tomlin, despite some questions, despite some rumors, despite a question that caused him to walk off the podium in hilarious, very Mike Tomlin-esque fashion, uh, he is expected to stay. Told his team in a team meeting, ignore the rumors. I'm going to be back next year, going to address reporters over the next couple of days, likely to make that official and clear this, the initial report by my colleague Mike Garofalo. So good news for these Steelers there. Jim Harbaugh has been in the news in the coaching world a lot, obviously interviewed with the Los Angeles Chargers on Monday and yesterday interviewed with the Atlanta Falcons. They have been kind of under the radar shooters for them. So over the last couple of days, the Falcons interviewed Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh. That is a very star-studded interview list, although Time will tell if that's a direction they end up going, a pretty wide-ranging open search for the Atlanta Falcons. And then the kind of elephants in the room. First, we'll start with Nick Sirianni, who went to the Super Bowl with the Philadelphia Eagles, 
literally last year and have one of the best teams in the NFL for most of this year. The collapse down the stretch, the various issues on the field, in the locker room, with the coordinators, it was all a mess. He is going to meet with owner Jeffrey Lurie over the next couple days after play at exit interviews. My understanding is basically he will just present his plan for the offseason. If it is a plan that is good and acceptable, no issues, probably move on from a couple coordinators and go from there. If it is not, then we will probably be having a different conversation. With Mike McCarthy, the Cowboys head coach, he is under contract for one more year. And generally, what this means for organizations is that you make a decision. Do we extend him? Do we move on? The Cowboys have not always done this. They let Jason Garrett play at his contract twice. There's been no movement yet from the Cowboys. It is now, I think, Wednesday. No word yet on when he is going to meet with owner Jerry Jones, although it certainly remains a possibility because of the regular season success, because of the success of Dak Prescott, and McCarthy stays another year. Ian, I know you're in the business of confirming and denying sources, but I can do that much for you. I can confirm that it is Wednesday. Uh, we will talk to you in a little bit in case something Excellent. happens. Is it? I yeah, think. great. Okay, good. <laughs> Kyle, you just made me so nervous. Good job. <laughs> uh, let's lay around and three it out. We're going to put three minutes on the clock and ask a couple of questions. Take up as much time as you wish. What's the most interesting coaching situation as you see it, Peter, right now? I think the L.A. Chargers is fascinating. Mm. Now, we know Jim Harbaugh spent all day Monday meeting with them. He was in there. He was in the building. He had just won the national title with Michigan, and it's like, all right, that makes sense. Harbaugh at the University of San Diego, at Stanford, at at, at obviously the Niners, and then, of course, at Michigan. This guy, all he does is shows up and he wins, and the Chargers... It's like, that's what we need right now. We'd like to put some wins on the board. There's no more time to wait. There's an urgency. It makes a lot of sense. But Pete Carroll is looming. And Pete Carroll has not been asked to be interviewed. Pete Carroll has not met with the Chargers or anything. But you talk about a real SoCal legend. You talk about a guy who can come to Orange County and light this thing up. Chargers, Justin Herbert, Pete Carroll going back to California where he had the USC Trojans in the palm of his hand and they were the best show in business and the best show in town for, for nearly a half decade. I love the idea of at least sniffing around if you're the Chargers and seeing if Pete Carroll is interested. That to me is a fit as well, but that seems like two major swings. Anything less, I would be a little surprised. I think Harbaugh and Pete Carroll are things that that market with that team and their relevance in that market would be really cool. I like it, Peter. Mm -hmm. The Chargers have a coaching vacancy because they gave up 63 points to the Raiders <laughs> that night. That was it. That was a wrap. That was the end of Brandon Staley. We love Staley. Gone. Got to go. I look at the Raiders. The Raiders is an interesting one. You know they picked up steam and Antonio Pierce. They have some wins at the end of the season. He was Antonio Pierce was recently at a parade, the Emperor MLK parade, and he was there and he did some media and he came really close to saying I got the job. He said, quote, it's a dream. I don't want to pinch myself yet until it becomes official. Mm. That's like, dude, you got the job. I think when you start speaking like that, it's like I just haven't signed yet. So Listen, I, I've said over the years a lot, I hate getting seduced by interim coaches because there's a lot of a surge, and then in the, in the next season, you go and hire them, and oh, it didn't really work out. We were just riding a surge at the end of the season. This, If he gets this job, think about the AFC West. We have Andy Reid, Sean Payton, maybe Jim Harbaugh, and Antonio Pierce. That's a gauntlet, guys. That is a big, big, big-time gauntlet, especially when you don't really have a quarterback. 
So it, it's awesome, and it works, and the image, and the cigars, and people fight for him, and they were great, and they, they beat the Chiefs. A lot of work to be done if he's the coach. And we'd like the Raiders to rise up and do some things. Really tough division, really good coaches, and we still don't know who the Chargers coach should be. Pierce sounds like he's going to get it, and I think Mr. Davis is going to hire him. And you said it, don't really know who's going to be the quarterback. And that's what's interesting about these vacancies, because you look at the Carolina Panthers, mm -hmm. you know who's going to be the quarterback. That was the first overall pick, and Bryce Young. And now the question goes, do they go offense? Do they go defense? The Panthers have interviewed, it seems like, everybody or put requests in for all the young offensive coordinators, Raheem Moore with, uh, with the Rams, their defensive coordinator, Mike, Mike McDonald. So many different guys as what direction do they go in? Mm -hmm. We know how much they love Ben Johnson. Tried to get him last year from Detroit. He didn't go. He stayed in Detroit. Are they able to entice him away this season? Fascinating to know who's going to be coaching Bryce Young next year. And the Panthers did it a really interesting way, too. They let their head coach go in the middle of the season, then they waited on the GM decision, and so they have those both of those vacancies as well. So, all right, second down now mm -hmm. on our game of three down on a Wednesday. 49ers were enjoying their bye during Super Wild Card Weekend, just waiting to see who they would host in the divisional round. Kyle Shanahan was asked yesterday, when did he actually start to prepare for the Packers? We were already in here, so, you know, we were doing it that day. We had mixed in a little bit earlier in the week, you know, hit up a couple teams, but started really focusing on them halfway through the second quarter. Then they scored at the end of the second quarter, so I kind of did both at halftime, and then third quarter I was set on one team. It was at first like an inch into a dig, and he's like, I'm really going to put the dig on, and Kyle, you said the game was done at 27-0, I believe. Yeah, it was, and that pick six to me into the game. That to me is the final score. Savage. That was it. Savage, Kyle Shanahan. What do we think of the mid-wild card? I already know where my game prep is going, Peter, from Kyle Shanahan. I'm going to call for the clip again, but I want you to see the slight little giggle and look after he says second quarter. This, is, this awesome. guy's done. He's feeling it. He's feeling it. He's a confident man, isn't he? Oh, he's confident. I think he looks at the field right now. Eagles are gone. Cowboys boys are gone. He's got this young team coming in and his old LaFleur guy who used to work for him <laughs> that guy. is coming in. I think he feels pretty good. But yeah, this guy, you talk about being in the lab. They talk about preparation with coaches. No one does more work than this guy right here. I think he's been ready. No one does more work. Picture this. The, the games are going on. They're all in there as a staff. They're already preparing. He said, we got to a few teams. They're watching the game together and just like Savage runs through the end zone and say, like, all right, turn the Packers film on. Let's get ready to go for this divisional round. Let's figure out how we're going to beat this team. And then it's like, well, no, they come down, Dak and him score right before half. All right, halftime, let's mix in. Halftime's only 12 minutes, and already at halftime, they go back and they're watching both Cowboys and Packers film. I'm fascinated by just the lifestyle of these coaches and how much they grind. This is around the time where we're talking about vacancies and we're saying, all right, this coach should probably get fired, this coach shouldn't. These guys put in so much work. It is game day. They don't even know who they're playing, and they're just watching all the possibilities to just get a head start on whoever the opponent is. And I mean, Shanahan, like everybody else, the Packers fans started figuring out flights into where they were going at second quarter, too, because they're watching the game. And the Cowboys weren't coming back, and he's right. What did you think about the Nick Bosa take? About <laughs> Bosa is at his locker, and Bosa's talking, and he's saying how – I'm going to paraphrase here, but he says that, you know, Rodgers was a Hall of Famer, but he would play outside the system – 
Jordan Love does what the coaches want them to do. And it was a really loaded comment, and it was basically like Jordan Love listens and runs the offense where Rodgers freeforms, and Love has been better than Rodgers was at the end. Bosa can say whatever he wants about the Packers, just like Shannon can say whatever he wants about the Packers because of success. I thought that was a quote that's going to come back, and it's going it, to – Rodgers will probably react to it because Rodgers reacts to everything. But also, I think the Bosa thing, we haven't talked about the Niners defense in a few weeks. I posed a question during the break to all of us just talking football. Which one of these games this weekend has the potential to be terrible, like a blowout? I'm not going to give any of our answers, but listen, the Niners are really, really, really good, and – I like the Packers as well. I really like the Niners defense. And <laughs> it, it's some, we, we fall in love with the wild card round. You do. And then sometimes you need to get reminded that the big dogs were sitting there in the dressing room. I like the Niners defense a lot here. I think Matt LaFleur needs to coach his butt off. And that's a realistic question to ask us because it's not like the super wild card games delivered some like hell mind bending games. And we were drunk on Sunday night, and that's about it. Otherwise, yeah, the games, the games were, were not terrible. that great. Let's get to um, the divisional. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right, third down. We started third last down. August with 30. Two teams, and now we're down to just eight. Kyle once explained it to me that this show is like an upside-down triangle. We like we start, we care, and then we whittle it down. Funnel, weed them out. Funnel, yeah. weed them out. Who are we most surprised is a part of this elite group? Is it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Green Bay Packers, or Peter, the Houston Texans? If you were to ask me before the season, I would say the Houston Texans, mm -hmm. obviously, because mm -hmm. of what they overcome. They were three thirteen and one. They had a first-year quarterback, first-year coach, and that, that's. If you'd asked me a month ago, I would say for sure it's the Green Bay Packers. This was a team that yeah. was three and six this season. This was a team that was two and five this season. And for the first half of the year, it looked like they had just nothing going on offense and their defense was atrocious. That Joe Barry defense could not stop anything. Yeah. Something happened since around mid-December where this team picked it up on both offense and defense. Jordan Love, I'll say this, in a Mahomes and Josh Allen and Lamar world, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jordan Love is playing quarterback than any, than better than anybody in the NFL right now the last few weeks, better mm -hmm. than any of them. Mm -hmm. He's that good. Uh, I am blown away by this team, and I'm going to say they are the most pleasant surprise of all these teams left in the field. I love that, and they turned it on as of late and played their way into the playoffs. But I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You said about Houston, I know, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback. But you look at Tampa Bay, Brady retired. They talked about their cap situation all offseason of how were they how were they going to be able to get the guys in to be able to have a better season because they limped into the playoffs last year and then Baker Mayfield's coming over so many different teams with the Rams found a way to win a game against the Raiders last year but it kind of was fizzling out and then you watched him and Baker put up comparable numbers to what Brady's numbers were his last year with Tampa Bay they get into the playoffs and then they go out there and they beat the defending NFC champ so I'm surprised by Tampa Bay because I don't think anybody expected this before the season it was all right Derek Carr's with the Saints now yeah. they're favored to win well have you talked about Arthur Smith and what he was able to do and the weapons that they now have and at the end of the day it was Tampa Bay like it had been the last few years once Brady got there so shout out to Baker Mayfield getting there bringing that team together galvanizing and the Buccaneers made it into the playoffs and won in the wild card I'm supposed to say the Texans here but I am not going to I the Packers thing's interesting I, I feel like Joe Barry was the defensive equivalent of Matt Canada for a while it was like uh, the ones that like the fans would chant and like ben Dorsey. yeah yes. let go let go let go low so I do think it's Green Bay because I remember them being at three and six and two and five and being like I have no idea what this team even yeah. is I don't know if they know who they are they don't have an identity love is just sort of there the defense doesn't do anything and yet I have to talk about Tampa Bay because 
this was supposed to, I mean, we spent the entire month of August as a network, and I think Sarah Walsh is still there in Tampa Bay talking about <laughs> Kyle Trask or Baker Mayfield. She was all over it, and it was going to be a thing. Trask was going to get the job. Do you know the club that Baker just entered this past week? It's an awesome club. It's the group. The quarterbacks to win playoff games with multiple franchises. Oh. Guys, it's like Peyton, Brady, Montana, Kurt Warner, Jared Goff, Baker Mayfield. It's a really small – there might be a couple other ones over the years I'm forgetting, but it is, it is not one of these – oh, there's 25 members. It's a really, really small club. Guys don't make the most of their second chances, or in his case, fourth chances, let alone to win playoff games. I think what Baker's doing, as much as we're celebrating it, I think we're under-celebrating what he's done because there's so many other storylines. But put some respect on Jeff Garcia's name, all right? Jeff, Jeff Garcia, Garcia did it too, did right? Eagles I think maybe Niners. Alex Smith did it too, Possibly, right? Niners yeah. and Chiefs. Yeah. yeah. So there's some guys. My yeah. point is, I think it's like maybe 10 guys. Cool. Pretty that awesome. That's a good list. All right, that was three and out. Still to come on our show, our, our final hour of our show. All right. Here we go. Words to the Packers defense took their business against the Cowboys. Packers safety, look at this. We got Darnell Savage go. winning the show. Talk all about it. Oh, he picked that one clean. He got that clean. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower, 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Our next guest made one of the best defensive plays this past week, plays a huge role in that young Packers secondary. He's getting ready to head to San Francisco to play the 49ers Saturday night in a divisional round. Please give a warm welcome to Packers safety, Darnell Savage. What up, Darnell? What's up, Darnell? What's up? How y'all doing? Man, we're doing awesome. What a heck of a performance by you guys' defense this past weekend against the Cowboys. Talk to us about the preparation and everything that led up to that game and about that interception because as a former DB, seeing you come down on one guy, come off and taking it to the house was just awesome to watch. Yeah. Uh, as far as the preparation goes, um, you know, it was just, we kind of tried to keep it the same as the past few weeks, honestly, um, just with, as far as just handling our business uh, when we're in the building. I think one thing that we were focused on, you know, is just focusing on us. You know, it was less about them and just worry about what we got to get done and what we got to do to come out victorious. And uh, I think we did a good job of that, so. Darnell, I just want to make sure you know, when Jason McCourty asks you a question and he does not have a shirt on yeah. underneath his on. blazer, like, I just want your immediate reaction to, like, handling the professionalism of this man. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I wasn't sure if, if that's what I was really seeing, though. But, I mean, yeah. hey, that's his swag. He can do what he wants. Uh-huh. I like it. I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm just I'm following you young guys in the league. I'm just following the fashion trends. Antoine Winfield Jr. did it this past week going uh, to the game, so I'm doing it on the show. Good morning, football. Darnell, who would do that on your team? What teammate would wear that to Jair, the game? Alexander? <laughs> Probably. I don't know if Jair would be my first choice, but he would be up there for sure. He would be up there for sure. I, I'll uh, probably go with oh, Preston. Yeah. Big red shoes. Well, Darnell, that's, I know you probably have a lot of statistical and, and professional goals, but one should be when you arrive to a stadium, have Jason McCourty replicate your outfit. That's just something to keep an eye on <laughs> for the future. Speaking of your time in Green Bay, Jordan Love continues to prove he's the real deal. You've been in Green Bay for four seasons. You've played with both the quarterback that was there before him and Love. What makes Jordan Love so special and the leader of this team? Uh, well, what makes him special, honestly, is just, 
he's just unfazed by everything. I just feel like nothing can can really knock him off his pivot. Nothing can really bother him. He doesn't really care about too much. But the guys in the locker room and and the performance he puts out there, um, and you can tell, like he he's out there. He's he's willing to deal right now. It looks good. It's fun to watch. Hey, for weeks on this show, it was a topic. What's up with the Joe Barry-led defense? What's up with that defense? You guys have put together some of the best performances of the season when it's mattered most. Joe Barry's name has been in the crossfire. It's been on talk radio, all this stuff. Talk about your defensive coordinator and how this unit has rallied around when maybe a lot of people on the outside were saying something that you guys weren't believing inside. Yeah, this is just back to what I was saying with the preparation thing. You know, uh, I feel like we just focused on us. You know what I'm saying? What we got to get done and, and how we want things to look on our side of the ball. And then, you know, what they run, you know, they're going to hit some plays. At the end of the day, they're going to make some plays. But uh, it's about how we uh, make our adjustments and, and communicate on the back end and, and limit them, honestly. And I feel like right now, it's just everything's just working in unison, kind of. So it's good. It's perfect timing, honestly. So. Yeah, you guys, there's a few of you guys, you're included, that were on those teams that obviously went to the playoffs and had great regular season records. But this Packers team is the youngest playoff team to ever win a game in the Super Bowl era. For perspective, before the season started, your GM, Goody, called you the old man in the Packers DB room. How do you think this young group and this young team has defied the odds this year? Oh, man, uh... Just thinking about me, me being old is 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 a funny thing, even in the first place. I mean, I'm only 26, but uh, yeah, it's crazy, you know, and it's like out there watching the young guys, they don't know any different. You know, they don't know any better. They're just out there balling. And it's just fun to see them just out there enjoying themselves and having fun. And as long as they just keep that confidence, that's the biggest thing as a young player, you know, just having that confidence. And uh, as you can see, there's a student roof right now, so. Look, 26 is like 39 on this team, man. I hate to break it to you. You, you are the old <laughs> veteran leader. But give us a taste of it. So before you go on to next week, let's just look back at one week, last week a little bit. You go to Dallas. You give this huge win. How does this young team celebrate? Like, what music are you playing? What's the plane ride back? Like, give us a little bit of that because oh, there's so man. much goodwill going on. Uh, Oh, man, we listened to a... Uh... I can't even remember. I can't even pick out one song that was on as far as just like music after the game. But obviously it was a fun celebration. But at the same time, uh, we know we got to get ready to go face a really good opponent out there in San Francisco. And we got to get uh, belted up for that, even with the short week being that we play on Saturday. So um, celebration was cool and fun. But, you know, 24 hour rule. We're on to the next week now. You said it, on to the next week now, and that week includes the 49ers, which have Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Brent Ayu, and everybody's going to be talking about all the guys that they have. Talk to me a little bit about this matchup, and for you guys, you said taking care of our own business and worrying about us. What makes this 49ers, especially offense, really good? Uh, well, I mean, all the guys you just named, uh, they're all game-changing dudes. You know, all game-changers. They can have a really big impact on the game. Um as far as what I said, we're just focusing on us. You know, they're gonna they're gonna hit some plays. You know, but it's what we do after that. It's what we do uh, on the sideline before we go back out there. That kind of thing. So um, as long as we just focus on that and uh, make our plays when they come, you know, they're gonna make some plays. But we got some good players too, so uh, it'd be a good matchup. Darnell, shout out to the people in your organization that run your social media. They are on it in terms of things that are said about your team. We did a segment earlier in the show where we listed your youth as one of the things that we just we should not talk about. Like the mm -mm. teams you like. Do we have permission to do that or do you guys want us to stay away from it? Um, it doesn't matter much to us. I mean, in today's world, the media and social media, everything is out there. So we don't really listen to, to any of that too much. Um it's cool to really 
if you think about it, just how young we are, especially like what I just said, with me being one of the old guys now, that's kind of weird thinking about it. But uh, as far as when we out there playing, all that stuff goes away because the other team don't care how young we are. I tell you that much. How about how about another? How about constantly comparing Jordan Love to Aaron Rodgers all the time? Are we moving past that now? Shouldn't we? I mean, they they have some similarities just with you know some of the the arm angles and some of that kind of some of that stuff is is weird. Yeah. They do weird stuff. You know, you can't really teach some of that stuff. <laughs> it's fun to watch, but uh, you can definitely tell that he's been watching you know Aaron for the past four years or, or however long it's been, and um, he's definitely mm -hmm. subconsciously picked up some stuff here and there. So. Mm -hmm. Totally. I love it. Darnell, go get another pick six. Remind your general manager that you are still young. You'll take some more money mm. as well. We'll That's get right. you another one this week, man. Go get Let's it. Go. 26. I right, appreciate you guys. Thank you. Yes, sir. See you, Darnell. It's a good dude. Stay healthy. Talk to you soon. We'll get to after this. Wrap up a Wednesday. Delaware boy. Delaware. Is that true? You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning from Good Morning Football. That's Jamie Erdahl's hands, and that's beef jerky right there. That is old trapper beef jerky. Jason, I don't see you. You're not a beef jerky guy in the morning. No, maybe you are. Yeah. It's, it's 8 Okay, fair enough. On that note, it's time for your you. weekly segment that we call What's Your Beef? Presented by our friends at Old Trapper Beef Jerky. And my beef is about the media's coverage of the Green Bay Packers often. Yeah. We all know... Jordan Love, we all know Aaron Jones, but there's this narrative out there that the rest of the Green Bay young offensive weapons have come from out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. That is not fair to those players or to their story. So let's get to know them. Okay. The youngest offense in the NFL is taking the field Saturday against maybe the most famous and well-decorated defense left standing in the field. So let's meet the Packers offensive weapons. Let's start with my favorite name of the bunch, Mr. Dontavian Wicks. That's Dontavian Wicks. Wicks is 22 years old. He was born in the year 2001. He is a fifth-round rookie out of Virginia. He's from the town of Plaquemine, Louisiana. Yes, Plaquemine, Louisiana. And he broke the single-season receiving yards record at the University of Virginia in 2021. That record was previously held by Detroit's Lions legend Herman Moore. Awesome. Dontavian Wicks is that dude. He's been awesome the last few weeks, and you saw him all over the field against the Panthers. Then there's Jaden Reed. Reed is 23 years old, and he was a second-round pick in April. Also a rookie. He started out at Western Michigan for a year. Maction. To Michigan State, where he was an absolute star in the Big Ten the last three seasons. Reed is the first Packers rookie to lead the team in receptions and receiving yards since Sterling Sharp wow. did it in 1988. Yes, Shannon's brother, Sterling Sharp, 1988. This is the best rookie wide receiver for the team since then. And how about our guy, Romeo Dobbs? Mm -hmm. a fourth round pick a year ago. Dobbs' mother, Nakima, 
has said that she's been a Packers fan since 2010 when she wore all the Packers shirts and hats and rooted for that miracle team that went from a sixth seed on their unlikely Super Bowl run. As for Romeo, the dude is quiet, he is soft-spoken, and he was once described by his college wide receivers coach as the anti-diva wide receiver. What does that mean? Well, the coach said this, Romeo, he's got the ability of any star wide receiver in college football without any of the diva-ness. Love that. Ooh, does that not fit Green Bay? <laughs> Romeo Dobbs, we see you, but we're going to give you another name. How about Bo Melton? What's up, Bo? Bo Melton's name is popping up everywhere the last few weeks, and it should. The Mays Landing, New Jersey native went to Rutgers and spent most of last year with the Seahawks on their practice squad. Yet he was picked up by the Packers late last year, was with Green Bay all summer, and he emerged late in the season this year with big play after big play and had 105 yards and a touchdown in his first career start in Week 17. He led Rutgers in receiving yards three straight seasons in college. This is not a nobody. This is Bo, and his name is Bo Melton. All right, how about Luke Musgrave? Another rookie. Yes, another rookie, Luke Musgrave. Bedhead. From Bend, Oregon. <laughs> and in a Sam Laporta, Dalton Kincaid world, this rookie tight end isn't so shabby himself. He is healthy finally and was all over the field against the Cowboys on Sunday. Guys, want more rookies? How about Tucker Kraft? There we go. Another rookie tight end for this team. There's Tucker. He's from a town called Timberlake, South Dakota. Was a stud at South Dakota Stake. He ranked third among all rookie tight ends this year in receiving yards and is one of Love's favorite targets in big moments. (laughs) But maybe my favorite young stud on this Packers offense is the second-year player out of Wake Forest named Zach Tom. Zach Tom, 24 years old, has started every single Packers game this year at right tackle. He was a fourth-round pick at a Wake Forest. He's the one opening up holes everywhere for this offensive line. Second-year guy, fourth-round pick, 24 years old. Zach Tom, already a stud in the NFL. Guys, I'm naming them all. They're there's 21, more? there's 22. <laughs> I didn't mention Christian Watson. Yeah. I didn't mention Malik Heath. I didn't mention Emmanuel Wilson, who was getting carries in the game last week. They're all so young, they're all so good, and none of them, none of them has any of the scar tissue that some Packers fans might be bringing Mm. into this matchup with the 49ers this week. And I assure you this, this young, hungry, and fun Packers offense, they are not scared of San Francisco. Guys, that's my beef. Let's get to know these guys. That's awesome, and damn well we should. I, I like, the Peter, that you hit us with the air quotes where they came out of nowhere. I also don't like, you're referring to a group of receivers as these no-name receivers. Mm. No names. Their, their names are Bo and Romeo and Dontavian. They got incredible <laughs> names. Yeah. Learn them. What are you, crazy? No name. Tucker Craft being from Timberlake, South Dakota, population 500. There you go, Jay. 500. Yeah. Yeah. Peter, and he went breakdown. to Timberlake High School. Which oh, he did? Some, yes. How many people were on that football team? They've I don't know. Like eight man, probably. They've got Musgrave and they've got Craft. Those aren't the same guy? No, no. different guys. No. Okay. Both rookies, both <laughs> playing tight ends, both immediate safety nets for our guy Jordan. I love the wide receivers because other than Reed, who was a second round draft pick, all the rest of them were fourth and below. Mm. My guy, Bo Mellon, you know, he's a Rutgers guy. Talk about Bo Seventh Mellon. round draft pick. I remember receivers coach Taekwon Underwood would rave about him not only his production but his uh, work ethic and how he got better year after year so I mean I love that you're talking about I give us a ball. breakdown of Mays Landing New Jersey 
You mentioned Maze Landing. What the hell? What's Maze Landing? I have no idea where no Maze idea. Landing is. I don't yeah. know Maze Landing. We're, we're Apparently, he went to high school in Egg Harbor City, oh, New Jersey. No. Oh, Egg Harbor. That is that is got? Mount Laurel, Atlantic City down there. That okay. Egg Harbor. Ah. It's South if you go to Atlantic City, which I've never been, NFL guys, <laughs> you go to Atlantic City on the highway, Egg Harbor is on the sign all the way down the turnpike. So Egg Harbor, South Jersey. The suites at the Borgata are nice, though, up here. I've never been. I've done roulette, which we I've never been. All right. In case you forgot, we're going to tell you again. The road to Super Bowl 58 continues this weekend with the divisional playoffs presented by Intuit TurboTax. First, Houston is headed to Baltimore. First game on Saturday. Packers at 49ers. We just talked to Darnell Savage. Said, young guys, they don't know what they don't know. And that's cool if you're headed to play San Francisco. Buccaneers, Lions, hoping to knock off a three seed the Bucks are. And then, woo-hoo, Chiefs, Bills. The granddaddy of them all on Sunday night on CBS 630 p.m. Visit NFL.com slash schedule for ways to watch. As we mentioned, the Buccaneers kicking off action on Sunday in Detroit. Uh, Tom Bowles really wheeling and dealing with the tough questions in Tampa Bay. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams uh, today. It's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures we tend to to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? They got a dome. I don't, um, no, nothing planned. We're, we're indoors and we only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing, so we'll be okay. Hmm. Very involved question about uh, the weather outlook in Detroit, negated by the fact that Ford Field is has a ceiling, mm -hmm. uh, has a roof. Shout out to that reporter, Peter. We surmise that this is a general assignment reporter, perhaps, that was sent to Buccaneers press availability that day. I like the question. She, everybody's looking for a fresh angle, and Todd Bowles admits there is a 20-second period. Y there's no stone unturned. And by the way, doesn't really answer the question, if you noticed. He kind of uh -huh. evaded the question, so I think you should be asked again. I respect the question. Something fresh. To your point. Yeah. In those 20 seconds, if you show up to the game on, and this is your outfit, <laughs> right? And yeah. it's 13 degrees and you don't have a shirt on underneath mm -hmm. for Antoine Winfield, you're now going to Detroit. Now he's going to have to think about what am I going to wear because that 20 seconds, like nipples start to show and uh -huh. something like uh -huh. this, and mm -hmm. it can go a little bad. So uh -huh. I can respect it. I thought Bowles handled it really well and he showed a lot of grace there because there could have been a million ways he could have handled yeah. that thing. Instead, he's like, I'll let you finish this question and then I will tell you exactly where we're playing. It's indoors. Yeah. Mm. It's true though, Kyle. You always like to take the other angle, which is like asymmetrical. Careful like of the it. icy patch, you know? Like if go someone like slips a disc on their way in, you like, and then all of a sudden yes. what are we doing here? You can't have frostbite on your nipples. I wonder Three times. I wonder how other coaches would have answered that. Like, how would Bill Belichick have answered that? Ah, uh, yeah. no. he doesn't have to worry. He ain't in the playoffs. <laughs> He's not playing. He doesn't have a job, actually. He ain't coaching. Ah. Yeah. Peter, Peter said nipple on Jeopardy. That's the last yes. time we talked. Yeah. New York yeah. Public Library. New York Public Library. Enthusiastically, too. Four times now. Four times. <laughs> you go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.